friends. It's Shannon Vining. So we've been working through a series called Regarding Scripture. Um, the last two episodes, DJ talked about how to read the Bible to form our souls and then how to read out of a place of like curiosity to form our minds. Um, today, we're going to look at how to read the Bible to form our hearts. So often when we talk about reading the Bible, we say we're doing devotions, right? Um, and I just think that's interesting because we use that word. What do you think of when you hear that word devotion? It's usually some kind of um, loyalty or trust, right? Um, someone's devoted to their children or they're a devoted employee or like my husband is a devoted Eagles fan. Recently, I was having a conversation with someone who had very much misread something I had said. And I said to them, like, please know my heart in this. That was not my intention at all. Um, I found that some of the deepest pain I've experienced is actually when people misread my words or actions because they don't know my heart. Scripture, I think it's, it's God's way of revealing his heart to us so that we can make sense of his actions in, in our world and live in a way that reflects his heart. So when we do devotions, we need to remember that our goal is not simply to obtain knowledge about God, but to get to know his heart and to grow in trust and loyalty and faith in him. And how can we do that unless we engage our hearts? Like I could list off a bunch of facts about my husband to you. Not only is he a diehard Eagles fan, he will cheer for any Philadelphia sports team. I swear, like if there was a Philadelphia sports team that competed for throwing mayonnaise, like he would be cheering them on. Um, I, I could tell you that he likes to hunt, um, that he's amazing at building and remodeling pretty much anything. And I could even tell you some of his um, heart's attributes. Like he's one of the most faithful, servant-hearted and trustworthy people you could ever meet. And then you would know some things about him, but you don't necessarily know his heart. And you probably don't feel devoted to him, right? Um, to know someone's heart takes time and intentionality and often walking through pain. I know Brandon's heart because I know what he longs for. I know how he operates. I know what to expect from him in various circumstances. And I want to know his heart even more. That's like one of our main goals in marriage, right? Not just to know facts about someone, um, God made us emotional beings in a way that no other creature on the planet even comes close. In saying that, I'm not implying that we should let our emotions rule us, but we do need to listen to what they're saying because they show us things about ourselves, about others, and about God. So if we try to read our Bible without engaging our hearts, we will not become more devoted to God. We'll just become smarter about him. So tangibly, how do we read scripture with our, to form our hearts? Um, I want to look at Psalm 119. It's a, it's a pretty long Psalm, but in it, David gives um, just, he's, he just gives a, it's like a song of wholehearted love and longing for God and his word. So we're going to just look at a few verses. Um, Psalm 119 verse two says, blessed are those who keep his testimonies who seek him with their whole heart. And if you look down in verse 10, it says, with my whole heart, I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. So first, in order to engage our hearts, we need to seek him as we read. 
a few weeks ago, I was actually um, having a conversation with one of our kiddos, encouraging them to read their Bible um, on their own. And he was saying how he struggles with that because he doesn't always feel like it applies to what he's going through. And I said to him, like, you can't read this like you would read a textbook at school. OK, um, it's more like a magic book. Um, there's nothing else like it. We have to read it asking and expecting the God of the universe to meet us there and reveal himself to us. God wants us to seek him, to pursue him, right? Matthew 6, says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then he promises that if we do that, he will meet us. A chapter later in Matthew, he tells us, if we ask for bread, he won't give us a stone. He's a good father who loves to give good gifts to his children. So if we approach reading scripture with hearts that are already seeking him, longing for him, pursuing him, he will answer that and he will give us more of himself. Let's look at verse 11. I have hidden my, your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. So when we read scripture, we need to allow our actions to be impacted because of what we've read. We've actually talked about this point um, a few times in this series, but it's definitely worth repeating. If I know my heart, my husband's heart, but then I do something that intentionally wounds him, I'm not a very loving wife, right? So if we truly love God and know his heart, then we will obey what he commands. Verse 27 says, help me understand the meaning of your commandments and I will meditate on your wonderful deeds. So to engage our hearts, we need to meditate on what we've read. This word meditate in Hebrews means to muse or ponder, pray, talk about, think about, but also, and I think this was really interesting, it means to complain. Who would complain about something if it didn't affect your heart? When I ask my son to take a shower and he's like, oh, right? Why is he doing that? Because he was actively engaged with his Legos and he didn't want to stop his desire, his heart, his longing was for his Legos, not a shower. So he complained about it. Right? So if we read something in scripture, whether it's something we don't like, or maybe it's something that's really convicting or doesn't seem to line up, we have, we need to pay attention to that. We should meditate on it, take it to God, talk with him about it, talk with other trusted brothers and sisters about it. So um, although it's a longer psalm, I would definitely think that it would be worth taking some time this week to read through the rest of it, that Psalm 119, and just underline anytime you see the word heart. Then you could go back through and like take notes about what surrounds each mention of that word and ask the Lord um, how you can grow in reading scripture to form your heart. Actually, in that way, you'd be engaging your mind, your soul, and your heart. So... May you grow in deeper understanding of his heart and in turn, trust him more with yours. We'll be back next week and we'll talk more about regarding scripture. Take care.